Welcome to Heightened Life, a place for conversation that sparks insight and inspires growth. Hi, welcome to episode number three of Heightened Life. I'm Amanda Goines. In this episode, I sit down and chat with Anne Bonney. Anne is a motivational speaker, a best-selling author, and host of Igniting Courage podcast. It was so great to chat with her, and I'm very excited to share our conversation with you. Let's get started. Hi, Anne. Welcome, and thank you so much for joining me. Thanks so much, Amanda. It's great to be here. So you're a motivational speaker, a best-selling author, and the host of the Igniting Courage podcast, and that is just the tip of the iceberg. So tell me a bit more about what you do. Uh, Well, basically, I ignite people's courage to take on the discomforts of change. Um, I think one of the things that we think is that life's always going to be comfortable and that it's comfortable for everybody else. And so I kind of want to normalize the fact that, you know, change is uncomfortable and life is uncomfortable and achievement is uncomfortable. And so if you're not comfortable, that's okay. And, and giving people strategies for stepping into that so they can really achieve what they want to achieve. Awesome. Yeah. I read your book, get over it over the past week and I really enjoyed it. I love how it's, it's direct and it makes you feel good, but not doesn't sugarcoat things. It's like, yeah, even changes that you choose are uncomfortable, but if you put forth the effort, you can make great progress. So just thank you so much for putting that out there. Cause I've in the past year, I've made a lot of big changes in my life. And I, if I'd read that earlier, it may have been a lot easier to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's it's, I published it last November and had no idea what was going to happen this year and how relevant this was actually going to be. <laughs> yeah. It's like a survival guide for 2020 and beyond. Right? <laughs> and it's in small chunks, you know, like we don't have a whole lot of time to be sitting around reading. So it's like little, I think of people putting it on the back of their toilet so they can just pick it up when they have a free moment and I reading think- one tip that might help them through the day. (laughs) I think it's the perfect morning coffee book because if Mm -hmm. you read one in the morning, you can kind of like absorb it through the whole day. And then whenever you're ready and have that one processed, you can, you know, pick another one. So yeah, I really, really enjoyed that. Good. Um, Thank you. So was there a specific time in your life that you realized you wanted to like take this path that you're taking now? Um, Have you always been going down this path or was there a definitive change where you stepped from your past role to this one? I think I was kind of always going down this path, but I didn't realize it until about five years ago. Um, It was uh, maybe February, March of 2015. And I was in a corporate job, a good corporate job. You know, it's the one that you should be really happy to have because you've got a great income and you've got the corner office in New York City and you've got the corporate American Express card. And, you know, everybody looks up to you because you got this big title. And I couldn't get out of bed in the morning. I was miserable. I was you know, depressed. And I kind of thought, God, is this it? Is this life? And I realized that I needed to make some changes to my life and that all of this stuff that I should be happy with wasn't actually doing it for me. And um, so, you know, 42 years old, I packed up my New York apartment and quit my six figure job and moved in with my parents in the North Woods of Michigan to start a speaking career of which I knew nothing about. But in a lot of the jobs that I did, I was unconsciously doing all this courage building stuff. I was a special needs teacher when I first got out of college. And one of the things I always try to do is build those kids up and help them realize you've got so much value in you. 
Um, then I, when I worked in corporate, I worked for Under Armour and, you know, one of the things we talked about was we make athletes better. And so part of my job in marketing was to promote how can you be better as an athlete? Then I started teaching group exercise and being a personal trainer. And, you know, all of that's about building people up. So as I thought about, you know, what I was doing and what I wanted to do as a speaker, it all kind of culminated. And I was like, well, this makes sense, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I, I totally get it too, because I'm just at this moment going through a major like career change. I just relaunched this podcast. I just turned 40. So I, I feel like, yeah, you're, you're a great example of things that, you know, that, that things can work out like that. Mm, so yes. Thank you so much. Um, Welcome so to the your... 40s. The weather is fine. Oh, great. Great. <laughs> yeah, the 30s was, was good, but kind of tumultuous, you know, mm. started out, I got married when I was 30 and then there was a little bit of chaos and then now, now it's going well. So. So what's your favorite aspect since you've changed your life? Like, what do you love most about the speaking and, and being a, an agent of change? You know, one of the things that I like, and I think the reason why it's been so successful over the last couple of years is that now I feel like I'm genuinely doing me and it is terrifying and it is you know so exciting both at the same time because i had to figure out who me was because i worked for other people and did other things and you know when i left all of those titles and stuff behind i had to figure out who are you what do you want to do and it took me about two or three years to say, you are a little sassy, a little silly. You've got punky red hair. So make it stick up and wear the things that are a little bit off and, you know, a little bit different because that's you. And when I show up that way, I am so much more influential to other people because they don't feel like I'm trying to be something, you know, they realize well, gosh, that's really who she is. And so it's kind of cool because it frees you up to just do you and live your life and live what you teach. And I think that's why I've been successful with my message, which is so exciting. Yeah, I think people can definitely see um, when someone's not being authentic. And I think especially when you're doing personal growth, speaking and things of that nature, if your message comes across as inauthentic, it's not effective because people are like, oh, she doesn't practice what she preaches. You know, why am I going to listen to her? Yeah. So, yeah, that that's great. And it's so hard because there's so many shoulds. Mm -hmm. You should do this. You should look like at this, you know, blah, blah, blah. So you're fighting all of these other messages as you try to find the courage to step into yourself. Um, so it, it's hard. <laughs> yeah. Well, even in my life recently, one of the main things that's really been beneficial for me is just having the courage to step out of my comfort zone mm -hmm. because that was where I was up until 2019. And then in 2019, I just had this moment where I was like, I'm going to change. And I lost like 75 pounds and changed careers. And it's just been crazy. So, wow. yeah. So definitely stepping outside of your comfort zone is beneficial. Um, so do you have like, who, who are your biggest influences? Not necessarily in like your realm of, but just in general. Well, in my realm, somebody who really has influenced me is Jen Sincero. She wrote, you are a badass. And she kind of, her message is that at you as who you are is awesome and go forward with that. Go on your strengths, figure out what your strengths are, be proud of those. Um, so she really was influential. And she was also somebody who was really successful, but still a little silly, a little sassy, a little off. I don't mean like off color, like cussing and rude and all that, but a little bit not 
perfect and polished. And I don't know, that's not the right word either. Um, she, but she was real. She was real. Okay, yeah, yeah. thank you, right? <laughs> and she talked about a punk band that she was in. And she talked, you know, all this stuff that in, you know, the corporate shoulds, it doesn't really fit in. And so mm -hmm. she was human and real, thank you for that word, mm -hmm. while still being very influential. So I, I that kind of started my journey on it's okay to be you and find that, you know, that you. So she's one of them. Um, gosh, I, I, I'm trying to think of somebody else. She's the first one that pops into my head. Okay. Well, that, that's, that's perfect. Then. You know, yeah. what one influence is, is all you need, you know? <laughs> so, and I know. Well, and it's, and it's, and a lot of times it's not one person, it's moments, you know, and it's mm -hmm. quotes and it's just those little moments of people that are all around us, you know, whether it's somebody I walk by in the street or it's somebody that's famous, it's those little moments that grab me and inspire me rather than like one person. Yeah. It makes like a mosaic almost of yeah, just like exactly. things that, that impact you. So um, sh share a memory of something that shaped you or changed your perspective on life. Any memory. It doesn't have to be profound, just anything. Yeah, sure. You know, one of the things that um, my parents used to do, so we lived overseas and mm -hmm. we lived in Saudi Arabia, we lived in Egypt and we lived in Greece. And when you live overseas, you don't go to Disney World for vacation. You go to India and Nepal and, you know, Paris and all this stuff, which is super cool, but it's also cheaper because you live overseas already. Um, but I remember my parents used to always just say, okay, and today, you're in charge of getting us where we need to go. We are at the airport and we need to get on this flight at this time, you're, you're in charge. And my, it was uncomfortable because I'm, you know, 10 years old and they're there, you know, so I've got a safety net, but still they're like, tell us what to do. Where do we go? You know, and they kind of kicked you out of the nest, kind of with a little bungee cord attached to your feet to say, you can do this. So that belief was there, that safety net was there, but also, Hey, figure it out. Oh, that's awesome. So that was, that encouraged you to step outside of your comfort zone, even at that age. And I think that is so important because I think a lot of times, especially in today's world, people are just so in their comfort zone all the time. And, and that makes it hard to make changes they want to. Um, so what do you have going on currently that you want to share with the world? Mm. Well, Igniting Courage podcast is is on its third year, just stepping into its third year. So I'm so excited about that. You know, it started with, I just wanted to get content about courage and overcoming fear and dealing with change out into the world. So when people Googled Ann Bonnie, they could find this content, but it's turned into some of the most amazing conversations about courage and how courage has showed up in people's lives, whether it's somebody who has depression and just wants to get out of bed in the morning, or somebody who's a firefighter and is running to a burning building, or next week's guest who started a nonprofit and is really making significant changes in a community. So whether it's little change or big change, um, people are, are making that happen. So some of the conversations and the development of relationships has been so amazing that I'm so excited going into year three. So that's one of the things I got going on. Uh, you talked about get over it. I'm working on my second book that hopefully will come out soon. Um, I say hopefully because I'm saving money during this pandemic to pay the graphic designer, um, but it's called get them over it. And it's for leaders and managers helping their teams work through change in organizations. So there'll be a, a partner to that. Um, yeah, those are the two big ones. 
Oh, wonderful. Yeah, I'll definitely, I'll definitely check that one out too. So keep me posted when it comes out. Um, also, okay, when I read your book, Get Over It, I love the story about you and the Antarctic Marathon and the glacier. Could you share that story and just elaborate a bit? Because I, I, I love that. Yeah, so I started running marathons in 2003. And uh, after running a bunch, you know, I was in the running industry when I worked with Under Armour. So I was at these races anyway, promoting Under Armour products. And so I started running marathons and I was doing several a year, again, because I was just there and I go slowly. So don't think it's all that great. But anyway, I decided the additional challenge that I want because I love to travel was I heard about the Seven Continent Club. And I wanted to then run a marathon on every continent. And I was in my early 30s. This was in 2007, I think. And so I said, you know what? I found the Antarctica Marathon. And I said, let me start with that one. And to be clear, there are two marathons on Antarctica. One is at the pole and it's freezing cold and dangerous. And that's not the one I did. The other one is on King George Island, which is on the little finger that sticks out of Antarctica towards Argentina. That's the one we did. It was 28 degrees-ish. Uh, we had actually lovely weather. Anyway, at mile 18 of the Antarctica Marathon, uh, and mile 18 of any race is when you realize what you've gotten yourself into. I mean, it's starting to really suck. The wheels are falling off the bus. You've still got eight miles to go. And, um, and at, in the Antarctica Marathon, mile 18 is at the bottom of a three-quarter mile glacier. Wow. And it's, it's wet and it's cold and it's slippery and it's steep and you've already run 18 miles and you now got to go up this hill and you see this little cheerful flag flapping at the top, almost taunting you. <laughs> and so, you know, you, you climb up this hill and as I'm climbing, I just didn't feel like I was getting anywhere and didn't feel I was getting anywhere. I was getting really disappointed and really depressed and, you know, even considered quitting the race. Cause I was like, this is just stupid. Why do I do this? Um, and then somebody ran by me coming down the hill and said, hey, turn around and look how far you've come. And I turned around and I looked and the beach was really, really far away. And all the people that were behind me were really tiny. And I was like, oh my gosh, I am making progress. I am getting there. And, um, it, and, and so I you know, got moving again and I felt better about it and finally made it and finally finished the race. And it really illustrated to me that in those times of great difficulty that it's really important not only to look at how far you've got to go but to look back and see how far you've come because oftentimes we forget to look at that and where the strength has come in and where the 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 power within us is and has been we forget about all of that and it really does help give us the motivation to keep trucking and keep taking those steps and moving forward Awesome. Yeah, I love two things I really love about that story is just how a change in perspective can change everything mm -hmm. and how that person coming down the hill was enough to like change your whole perspective, just them telling you. To, I think a lot of times in life is people that you, you know, like you said, just pass by on the street or see on YouTube or whatever that sparks something in you to make to change the whole trajectory of your life. And it's, it's those moments, right? Mm -hmm. And you're yeah. one of those people and you're doing that for so many people. And that's just really great. Um, let me see what else we have here. So just here a, a few fun questions before we go. So what are some of your favorite ways to unwind because you're a very busy person. So what do you do in your downtime? You know, lately I've been binging RuPaul's Drag Race. There you go. <laughs> oh my gosh. So that's been awesome. That's just the absolute zone out drool on yourself on the couch, you know. Um, we also love camping. My partner and I bought a little teardrop camper this year and we've been just going off into the woods and, and you know, watching our 
campfire and cooking outside and all of that stuff. And that's been amazingly rejuvenating during this time of all the stress and anxiety that's just under the surface. So that's been super fun. I also do run. I've done a lot of virtual races. Well, I run slowly. Um, do for a lot of virtual races. So I did a run across Michigan, uh, virtually 160 miles over two or three months, just kind of adding it all up. I just finished a run for elephants in Thailand. And, and I think virtual races are stupid, but at the same time, it's still something to move towards and a, a, a lighthouse to go towards when everything else feels like it's kind of out of control. It's something that you can do. So those are three of the big things that I've been doing in the last six months, other than working. Awesome. So, okay. What, what's on the horizon for you in the future? I know you mentioned the book and the podcast. You have anything else that you want to share or just, well, I've got two more marathons, uh, at least one in, uh, Asia that I have to do and one in Australia that I have to do. So that's on the horizon. God only knows when, but you know, when the world opens up again, um, what else is on the horizon? I'm sure there's tons of things. Yeah, that's the big one. Okay, so any final thoughts or anything else you'd like to share before we go? Just, I, I just want to remind people that being uncomfortable is perfectly normal. And sometimes stepping into that discomfort is, is the first step towards an absolutely amazingly fulfilling experience and memory. And even though it's uncomfortable, just keep taking those steps and keep moving forward. And it does get easier. Yeah. And I think reminding people that it's okay to feel uncomfortable is so important because a lot of people, when they try to change their life and they realize, oh, I can't do this without, it's not going to be easy. I'm not doing it right or something, but yeah. that's absolutely part of the process is being uncomfortable and moving through it. So, And people make it look so easy and they make it look like they've got it all together. And one of the things I find so much comfort in is the fact that nobody has it figured out. We are all bumbling through life. We mm -hmm. all have no idea whether we're going to do it what we're doing is right or not, and if it's going to work or not. And, uh, and I find great comfort in that everybody is as big a disaster as I am. So <laughs> yeah, you know, me, you me feel, too. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> you feel terrified or you feel like, gosh, this should be a lot easier. No, it shouldn't. It's hard for all of us. <laughs> mm -hmm. So tell everybody where they can find you online and listen to the podcast and look yeah, for the sure. Book. Igniting Courage podcast is on all the podcast channels. Uh, it's also at igniting-courage.buzzsprout.com. Or if you just go to my website, yourchangespeaker.com, uh, you'll see all the information there uh, that you can, uh, you can find. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been amazing to chat with you. And I look forward to checking out your book when it comes out and just following along with everything on your journey. Awesome. Thank Thanks so much. so much, Amanda. It was a pleasure. And thank you so much for listening. Follow along with upcoming conversations and other exciting things in store at heightenedlife.org. Again, that is heightenedlife.org. And while you're there, follow along on Instagram and check out Heightened Life on social media. Be sure to join me next Monday, October 19th. I will be joined by the hosts of the awesome Inside the Sound podcast. They are two amazing individuals and I cannot wait to chat. Until then, much love and I will see you later.